Unscripted. Unshackled. Uncouth. What you're about to hear is for mature ears only. It's Miguel Fuller. I would show anything. I'd show my hee-hee and my hoo-hoo oh. and my ha-ha. <laughs> Holly O'Connor. Hey, Daddy, you want to take this to the bedroom? <laughs> and Scotty the Body. I am officially not only the grill daddy, but I'm a hot grill daddy. Oh, wow. It's the Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast. Only from Hot 101.5, Tampa Bay's new hit music. What a day. What a day. Today Yo. is Friday, September 11th. Uh, that we are recording this podcast, and it's always such a hard balance in life, I feel like, on this day as an American. It is. you want to be reverent and remember, but then you don't want to just be sad and, and somber the entire time. Well, I mean, that was the case for like five to ten years, and then I feel like there were some steps taken to try to... Um, you know, obviously respect what happened on this day, but right. then also move forward with life to yeah. show, to to value the lives that were lost to say, I'm living mine. Yeah. So it's it's a tough one. It is. And we'll talk a little bit more about it here, but let me get these people on the phone, Holly. And oh, yeah. Do you know a little bit of background of what's... Yeah. So we're we're talking to um, Molly Longmire, who works with Camaraderie Foundation, and they have a a virtual event coming up that they would like some help uh, basically promoting. Um, They have something called the American Patriot Gala, and it's going down September 19th. So um, Molly's going to give us a little insight on that. Hello, this is Molly. Hi, Molly. It's Miguel, Holly and Scotty on the podcast. How are you? I am doing well. How are you all doing? Absolutely wonderful. Wonderful. We hear that your uh, organization has a really cool event coming up. Can you give us some details about it? We do. We have our American Patriot Gala, and it is on Saturday, September 19th, uh, so just a week away. And it's actually to benefit Camaraderie Foundation. And we're a you know an 11-year-old nonprofit organization that we serve uh, post-9-11 veterans and active duty military and the entire family. Mm. Uh, we provide mental and behavioral health services at no cost. Wow. And we serve nationwide. That wow. is such so a great a really, organization. Really and, and actually poignant and also appropriate to be talking about it on September 11th. Absolutely. I mean, it's one of those things that I, I'm not sure always is the forefront of people's minds, but without 9-11, we wouldn't have, you know, these 19-year-long conflicts that have created an entire generation of veterans with mental health conditions mm. directly related to combat. Yeah. I mean, it's it's something that we forget a lot is that, I mean, technically, don't we still have troops over there? We do. Yeah, yeah, these conflicts are still going on, and it's it's like an incredible toll on, like I said, an entire generation. Mm. Um, you know, just in the state of Florida, we do have it's something. I don't want to overinflate the number, but it is something over about fifty thousand individuals with mental health conditions that are directly related to their service, mm. and it's just from nine eleven. And it's that's such a just um, you know monumental event that yeah. did change our country and created a lot more. Um, you know, social problems that we do have to address and work together to solve. Now, can you help us understand um, if you were directly affected or through working with the Camaraderie Foundation, um, what is it like for someone who was a first responder uh, during 9-11 or 
coming back from fighting overseas because like I don't have anyone close to me that um, has gone overseas for war. I do know that um, and he's okay. I I don't tell the full story, but uh, roommate Dylan, he's from Long Island and his mom worked in one of the towers and was there that day. And so I know that like today, like he goes home because his parents live in Sarasota now and they spend the day together Mm. sort of just talking about it Mm. and um, over the years, I said, you know, if your mom ever feels comfortable, we'd love to hear what her experience was about so we can sort of understand what she goes through every anniversary. And she still, 19 years later, she's like, I don't feel comfortable. Like, I'm not there yet. And so, you know, as a person who wasn't there, who wasn't a first responder, can you help us sort of understand, like, mentally what they go through or what they've been going through? Now, for the first responder piece, I can't necessarily speak to. Um, it's not part of part of our mission, and um, and I, I, I don't have that experience in knowing um, that mentality. I just know that it's something that um, that you know, singular event did did change anyone who was there um, yeah. and did you know, have lasting impacts. Uh, but I can speak to our veterans, and I can speak to our active military, and anyone um, who is coming back that does have a PTSD and, or a you know, traumatic brain injury, it is it is a daily struggle, and it's subtle. It's not necessarily the dramatic thing that you see sometimes in, in movies of someone that, that can't um, you know get, get through their day, that can't hold a job. It's something, a lot of times, a lot more destructive, um, mm. where just this low-level um, anxiety, uh, depression. It's the inability to have like a relationship that then can, you know, continue on in a, a healthy way because of things that they're fighting against endlessly. Um, our executive director, Neftali Rodriguez always likes to say, like, if you ask a soldier when the last time they were over, they say last night, you know, something mm. that is always in their mind. Wow. Yeah. It's not like you flip a switch and turn it off. Yeah. That's not how your exactly. brain works. So, exactly. And yeah. that's why counseling, um, you know, what we provide and we pay mental health providers directly. So there's no cost to our clients. We don't go through insurance. We don't you know, uh, go through any kind of other red tape. We handle it directly. We pay the provider and we make sure that people get that individual counseling. Uh, we offer marriage counseling, family therapy, pediatric counseling for children, and we do take care of non-blood-related caregivers. Um, so anybody that is affected um, you know, and part of that family unit can receive services from Camaraderie Foundation. Uh, if someone is listening and they know someone in their life that's struggling and... Benefit from that. Exactly. How do they get in contact with the foundation to be able to ask for help? I am so glad you asked that. So they can call us directly. Our number is 407 407- Eight four one zero zero seven one, and they can go on our website and you can fill out um, the client application on the website and it's camaraderiefoundation.org and that's a long <laughs> C-A-M-A-R-A-D-E-R-I-E foundation.org <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you can Google it, too. Yeah, that's probably. fine. That's okay. Listen, if you're a bad speller like I am, I just always put it in the Google <laughs> yep. and then hope that Google can somewhat can understand what I'm trying to type out. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you can just uh, Google that. Well, Molly, But thank- wait, wait. We got to talk about the event coming up. Oh, that's right. That's right. Oh, that's right. Yeah, please. Yes, next week. <laughs> so, that's right. So, the way to support us um, is to participate. We are, um, like so many other nonprofits, we are uh, hosting a virtual gala, which we haven't done before. But it's, it's the American Patriot Gala. It's on our Facebook page. It's on our website. 
if people purchase, it's a $50 virtual ticket, and that gets you the link to the event, the link to the silent auction, and also your name in the program, and a Camaraderie Foundation mask. But now, if you get your ticket between now and September 17th, uh, you will be entered to win a stay at Two Mermaids Resort. It's a, it's a two-night stay, it's at three days, beautiful place, uh, Treasure Island. Awesome. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. All right, so get your tickets yeah, now. Yeah. yeah, go get your tickets um, on our website, on our Facebook page. So, yeah. Well, Molly, thank you for all that you do. We really appreciate it. And give out thank that uh, website one more time. It's camaraderiefoundation.org. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Molly. We appreciate it. Thank you, too. I really appreciate it. You, you have, have a great, great rest of your day. You, you too. too. Bye-bye. Bye. It's really interesting. Um, I've been watching <clears throat> CNN did these two documentaries last or on Labor Day that they debuted. And it was like a two hour documentary, one on Joe Biden's life and one on Donald Trump's life. And we spent Abe and I the past couple of days watching the Joe Biden one and actually learned a lot about his past that we didn't know. Um, and then we're actually going to watch the Donald Trump one next week. So is uh, there documentaries like on demand that you can watch or I, they were live that you taped? Yeah, or? we, we DVR'd it. Um, okay. But I'm pretty sure everything is on demand now. True. So I'm sure that if you uh, go on like CNN on demand, if you have cable or if you have the app, mm-hmm. I'm sure they have it on there. Cool. Um, but it, it's a good... Um, you know, I'm sure either side for both documentaries will say it was a little biased, but like, you know, they didn't hold back. I mean, they showed some of Joe Biden's re- weaker sides and, yeah. you know, how he sort of some will say flip flops, some will say evolved on uh, several issues and some missteps he's made in his career. But one of the things that they focused on that brought me back was when we did go to war after September 11th. And I remember um, that well. Yeah, I remember turning on the TV uh, watching George W. Bush address the nation. And I was at my friend Ryan's house and I remember us all watching and, you know, we were all 16, 17 at the time. And we were like, what does this mean? Like, because we didn't know war, you know, like during the desert storm. Yeah. During the desert storm area, uh, uh, you know, we were all five or six. I was a kid. Like, I only remember seeing something about um, Saddam Hussein on on the, uh, and and, and, um, I think it was Bill Clinton Mm -hmm. at the time, right? I think. I'm I'm grasping it fast. Actually, it may be, it may be Daddy Bush. It may be George Bush. George H.W. Because, um, because Clinton didn't come until 92. Okay. So whatever it was, I remember seeing like a Reader's Digest piece. <laughs> and that's only oh because God. we had Reader's Digest in the bathroom. Oh my God. So that was my only grasp. Um, and I remember when I was like maybe eight or nine, like my mom would have on the news and during the news they would show like bombings. And all I remember would be, it would be like something like in the Middle East and the sky would like light up. That's the only thing that I had in my mind of what war meant. So I just Googled it, and President George H.W. Bush meets with troops in Saudi Arabia, Arabia on Thanksgiving during the Gulf War, yeah. 1990. So the Gulf War. Yeah. I remember. I yeah. remember images mm-hmm. and like photos, but I knew nothing else about it. I was like in fourth grade. Yeah, and so, but it was over pretty quickly. Yeah. And so then, like, we didn't know war. I mean, because the 90s, it was prosperous. Everyone was making money. It was great, 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 great. 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 Wow. And then, literally, everything changed on uh, September 11th. 2001. So you, Scott, you were born what year? I was born in 96. 96. So you were literally just a little kid. Right. Yeah. And so you've only known us to be at war. 
like that's what I'm thinking right now. Like my entire life, like all I know is that that's just the norm. Like it's just we're in war, which is just to me for to even think that there was times where we weren't. That kind of blows my mind a little bit. Oh my gosh! It because kind of blows literally my mind. all I remember is we've been in war. That right. you don't know a time when it was like good. Yeah. Like in the '90s, nothing really crazy happened. Like Mm-mm. the Clinton scandal, but that was more like honestly, even at the time, it was more like funny than anything. Yeah, I mean, like that biggest scandal to rock the nation during that when we were not at war was the president getting a BJ in the Oval Office. Yeah. Like that was the big thing. And they just like did it on Saturday Night Live. Right. Right. I, I like I don't remember anything other than Saturday Night Live about it. I, I was do, in high school. Well, I do remember because that's when I was like starting to be interested in the news mm-hmm. and my grandma got Time magazine and so I remember like reading, not understanding a whole lot about how the government worked and all that stuff, but just trying to like wrap my my young brain around it. Yeah. And I just remember hearing the word impeachment. And that was the first time that I'd ever knew that. That's the it president. It sounded delightful to me. I'm like, <laughs> pe- peaches are good, so I don't, I don't really know what this means. And it was like such an era of carefree living because yeah. I was like, they're the lead. They'll take care of it. Right. Like we're being taken wow. care of. We're America. Like they'll handle it. Right. I mean, and even on the show this morning, we talked about it. That you know, I remember when we lived in Denver. And I would go to Atlanta for the summers back then. And my mom would, like, walk me right up to the gate, um, you know, as I was walking on to the plane. And she'd be there and you'd wave from the plane and she'd be right there at the window. Or when you would get to the airport, my grandma would be right there waiting for me. As soon as you got off. You know, whereas, like, now you can't get close. But you don't know anything different than what we have now, Scott. No, literally all I know is that when you get dropped off the airport, like that's it. If you're not getting on the plane with somebody, you better just say bye before you get out of the car and then just go because then the security is going to take like an hour. You got to wait in line, all these things. That's all I remember. I don't remember anything prior to that. And I do remember when George W. Bush, because we were at, that was the next year. Wasn't it the next year when he made the announcement? Miguel, do you do you um, know? I, no, I think it was... In 2002 or three. I'm saying because I was in the dorms when 9-11 happened. Mm -hmm. But I remember distinctly being in the living room of the 616. That's where I used to live when I was a junior and senior in a house (laughs) off campus. And I remember being in the living room of the 616. And we had the TV on. And we remember, I remember um, watching George W. Bush talk about if you're not with us, you're against us. Mm. And at the time, we were like, yeah. And I don't know, we sort of expected there to be, like, footage of, like, a movie. Like, because Mm. 9-11 had seemed like a movie. Right. And it was so surreal. And so we sort of expected to see, like, I don't know, boots on the ground? I I don't know. Yeah. It was sort of, in my mind, it was sort of anticlimactic because I didn't understand it. Right. I was like, and he made the announcement, and then it was over, and we were like. Nothing else happened after that. We were like. But now what? Right. Do do we do something? Like, I thought, because, so I just looked it up. uh, March 20th, 2003. Okay. um, That's when the Iraq war began. That makes sense, because that would have been my junior year Mm -hmm. of college in that house. And I remember being at my friend Ryan's house um, on that date, because we were close to graduating high school. And I remember we were all sitting around the dinner table, and his parents, um, I think we just had the news on in the background. They were like, oh, my God. The president is addressing the nation. And I remember afterwards, it felt like the um, 
what do you call them? The uh, the purge. Um, sirens. sirens were gonna go on yeah. when it was like, are That's they gonna bomb I overhead? I, like we literally were like, what now? And we were like, like on the edge of our seats in that living room, and then nothing happened. Yeah. Well, I mean, something obviously happened, but right. to like, I think to the average like middle America type, like just citizen, that was it. Well, I, I will say the difference was because I remember. And I'm trying to reach my memories. Um, I actually, side tangent, just watched this super fascinating documentary. Um, I've really come to love falling asleep to, they have this series on Netflix called Explained. Mm. And it's like uh, the female orgasm or memory. What? Or uh, how we dress or athletic wear. Okay. And these are like short 20, 23 minute. Oh, that's great. And so like usually I'll watch like one and then it'll go into the next one. And then usually in three minutes I fall asleep. And so then the next day I'll start with that one, watch it, and then lead to the next one. Um, But they were just talking about memory and how we remember stuff and what parts of the brain it comes from. It's very complex. Yeah, and how it puts it together and how we usually don't remember exactly what happened, how we do. No, because our own brains are always like working and processing and it it comes from our own biased point of view. Absolutely. And we don't remember stuff the way it actually happened. Right. Like they they began one of the episode, the episode about memory with the girl recounting where she was on September 11th. And um, she was like, I was over, I was in my classroom overlooking the water. My mom was um, in one of the towers working and she was like kindergarten, first grade. And so then they brought her mom in or either they had like the true recounting and she was like, so we were in Connecticut. <laughs> you could not see the smoke from there. No. Um, I was not in New York at the time. And especially for little kids like that. Right. And because so Because the, the me- memory there is like. Oh, it's so fragmented. Knows? And so they were just saying how over the years she probably just thought from watching the news, I saw smoke and yeah. I saw this. Um. So anyway, so in my mind, I remember being at the dinner table and us all like looking at their TV and we were all like, so what happens now? Because right. I think if I remember correctly, we were all wondering would they re-enlist or would they start the draft back up? Oh, because yeah. I remember that was the big conversation because that's when we were like, wait, do you have to sign up for a selective service? How does that work? Is it going to be guys and women? Do I have to do it? Am I going to have to go to basic training as a because I was seven uh, yeah, I was 17 at the time. Um, so I remember there was so much confusion mm-hmm. about what the future looked like at that moment. That's true. I fr- see, we were also sort of, and this is what I say, like, I was like, well, I don't know, nothing else happened because we were in college. Right. Like, when you're in college, especially, I was in college in the middle of a cornfield. <laughs> like, yeah. Nothing, with no social media. With no social media. We right. had, like I said, we had Google but at that point, Google was not the Google that it is now. No. So we only got, like, news from TV, and that's all there was. And so we were like, and there were no grown-ups. You know what I mean? Right. Like, we had our professors, but unless you were in, like, a government class or something like that, they weren't talking about it. mm So it was very just like, I guess that's it. Um, we still going to the bar this weekend? Right. That was, like, the big question. We're like, <laughs> is it appropriate to drink now that we're at War? Like, how do you... Or no. Yeah. We don't want to, like, be gauche. Like, we should we should we wait? Right. And we did... I remember specifically on September 11th, the year prior, 
we didn't because nobody wanted to. It was just like you were heartsick. Mm. But after the announcement of war, I think we were like, well, yeah, fuck them. <laughs> we're going to get drunk. So I don't, we're going to get drunk for America. Like it's such a, it was such a college thing. Like, yeah. so that was my skewed view. So fascinating how life has changed since then. Yeah. Um, and Scott, just for people that didn't listen to the show, like where were you when all this was happening? So I was four years old. So the stories that I've been told was that I was like at a doctor's office with my mom. And I guess my mom saw it on the TV as we're waiting in the doctor's office. And we just left and we picked up my brother from school. And I think we just went home and just put on the TV. Mm. That's like all I've been told. Wow. What a crazy time. I know. I know. Mm. You realize, and I don't know why I'm thinking about this, but this sort of links back to yesterday's podcast. Mm -hmm. About how the children in this generation are growing up with this pandemic and what they're going to think about how everything started and how it went. Like the way that we're sitting around talking about 9-11, like the way that Maya, who is seven, um, will remember what happened during the actual pandemic when she's like, I don't know, you know, 25, 26. Mm -hmm. It kind of blows my mind a little bit. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like, I was just thinking the other day, I was looking through pictures, and it was the two weeks leading up to, to me, March 13th, that Friday, um, was when, like, everything changed. Because, like, that night of the 12th is when I remember uh, going to bed. I think Abe was out of town, and I remember watching CNN, and they were like, Tom Hanks has it, and the NBA just canceled their season. That's what we talked about on the air that Friday. Right, and then I remember I was like, oh, shit, like, life is about to change. You could feel it. You you could, and then I remember we had, um, let me think. We we had caddies that weekend. Yeah, we did. I remember going out to the bar on the beach. But I didn't go because I was like, that at that point, it was confusion Mm -hmm. still because I remember picking Maya up from school on that 13th. Of, mm-hmm. of, of March, and I, I walked into the school, kids everywhere, slinging around their germs, oh and I just remember getting her and being like, <clears throat> what? Because we were about to do spring break. Mm-hmm. It's about to be spring break. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's right. I was like, so I don't know when she's going to be back. Mm-hmm. Whatever. It's it's fine. I did feel odd, though. Right. And then um the next day, because that caddy's gig, I think, was on Sunday. It was Sunday, Sunday yeah. So on that Saturday, more reports were coming in, and there was just so much confusion. And everybody's like, well, we're still doing the thing at Caddy's. I'm like, bitch, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I, I got a kid. I got a mom. Mm-hmm. I'm going to sit this one out. Yeah. I'm sorry. I remember I had a, a broadcast at a Furman dealership. That was my one of my last ones. And that's oh, yeah. when I, um, I think the promotion street team that – we haven't seen since March. Do they still work here? I don't know. I don't know. Um, they have brought like hand sanitizer, and that's when we were kind of like, "Oh, don't right. get too close." But I'm not really sure. We don't know because we weren't wearing masks. <laughs> no. And I remember a couple people like shook my hand, and I was like, "Ha ha ha!" And then I just started like, "I'm like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean no disrespect, but where's the hand sanitizer?" Right. We oh my didn't god. No, I had no. a couple things. I had a remote that Thursday, and everybody was joking about not being able to shake hands. And mm-hmm. then I had a doctor appointment that Friday, and we shook hands, and both of us were like, "Should we do that? Is this oh, going to be a yeah. thing? Yeah. Do we do we shake hands? I'm not going to not take your hand." <laughs> and then. My how things have changed. What were you doing that weekend, Scott? Well, that weekend, I remember, I think I had a gig at a bar that 
Thursday. I had my like hula gig, um, like my ladies' night gig, and I remember oh, talking with you were doing remotes at Hula Bay yeah, right. every week, and I remember oh. that last one. Like we brought extra hand sanitizer, and I remember talking it over with like my other like coworkers, and there was like moments where I was kind of getting mad because like there's some people that weren't taking it seriously, and they kind of thought it was a joke, and I was like. No, like, give me the hand sanitizer because, like, I just shook somebody's hand and I think this is going to get pretty serious. Mm. Well, here we are. <laughs> but what's crazy wow. to me is that we went into full on crazy mode that weekend, right? Yeah. Because then the next week, I was, I didn't know how to operate because right. I was, I have never been a germaphobe. Mm. So I'm not great at like sanitizing <laughs> in the first place. And then I remember being scared to go to Publix because mm. I was like, yeah. What and like all I could think about was that the germs were everywhere, and yeah. I was like, "What do I not touch?" Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Is my phone infected?" But right. what's funny is that at that time in March in in the U.S., it wasn't that big of a deal here yet. The I mean, the actual virus. Mm-hmm. If you look at numbers, mm-hmm. like yeah. the numbers were so low in right. Florida during that weekend, the odds of anybody even getting it at that point were very low and it didn't spike until June once we had already sort of been implementing this for a while, which then in July it got crazier. But freaking America, we're so like impatient about stuff. We went into lockdown like in March, right? Mm -hmm. I remember I told my mom we couldn't do anything for her birthday, which is March 22nd. We Mm. were, we were like not leaving the house. Right. It was like, like we felt like you stepped outside your door and you're going to get it. You right. got it. But then it didn't really hit spiking numbers until June and July. And by that time, we had been locked down for so long. We were like, well, we put the mask on and we do and go out, whatever. <laughs> but it's different. Like life is different now. And it's not going to go back to the way that it was. For, no. For who knows how long. I mean, we will forever be changed. I mean, they just announced, um, you know, here at our company that, we like because only on air people are in the building right now and engineers. Everyone else is working from home. Our sales staff and the people that schedule the commercials, marketing, all this other stuff. They're working from home. They're not going to be back until the, until 2021. Right. That's so like wild. Evander that used to come in here and film like <laughs> headphone karaoke and all that stuff. We haven't seen him since March. Who knows when we'll see him again? I don't know. I mean, it's just so crazy how you have these events that changes a generation. And that poor Scott has it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, <laughs> he said, yeah. yeah. Have you had another test yet, Scott? No, I'm going today and hopefully there's some improvement, but my dad's also getting one today. Like he's so paranoid right now, which is understandable, but like he'll be, he'll ask me like every morning. He's like, you know, did you feel this? Or did you feel that? And like, just like little things, you know, like I'm stuffy or I have stuff. Like I feel like I got like congestion in the back of my throat. And I'm like, well, I would just recommend like anytime, just get a test. Just right. go ahead and if you feel any type of way, get a test. And so yeah. he's getting a test today. It's probably a rapid test. But I'm getting one at like 1230 today. So hopefully I'll have an answer by like next Monday on how that one's looking. And how are you feeling? Like what's what's the current? You know, we talked yesterday about my exhaustion, which is – and now I'm like paranoid about that. I feel fine. Like every bit of me, like right now I feel fine. Mm-hmm. But then like yesterday there's moments where I don't know, I don't know what it is, but all of a sudden it's like four 30 and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I am just whooped. <laughs> and I like, I take a nap and it's a weird feeling when I wake up where I'm like, Oh my God, like 
I could I can't get up. Like I'm so mm-hmm. tired still. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know what that is because I'm like, well, it could be the virus. It could be that I'm just tired because I used to take naps after the show anyway. But it's like it's like a different kind of tired where like I literally I'm like, I don't know if I could get up. That's <laughs> like what it's gonna take every bit of me my strength. That's what um I know a few people who either have it or have had mm-hmm. it, and mostly it's virtual friends. I mean, I'm not really seeing anybody. <laughs> in real life right now but like my uh there's one girl that had it very badly but after she sort of got through most of the bad symptoms she said the same thing where she would be like I'm fine I'm fine and then I'm just hit with like this wave of fatigue where I'm like Mm. I I don't know if I can make it to the bathroom to pee Mm. like I just have to lay here I just want to lay here and so it's People talk about that sort of fatigue where you oh, just can't, you can't get you just want to just sit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's what's been happening. Like every day. Like I literally feel like right now I'm like pretty awake. I feel good, but I I know probably later in the day all of a sudden I'm like, yeah, I need to take a nap. Like I need to do something. Lay down. I just put down my head and I'm just out. And yeah. it's not like a I was doing good with like thirty minute ones before this whole thing, but now it's like a solid hour and a half, two hours. And then I wake up and I'm still groggy as hell. I'm like, oh my lord. <laughs> so I don't know. So I, it, it's again, like I, I've said it before, where it's just the scariest thing is like I don't know how this is gonna kind of affect me down the line. Because like yesterday I ran like almost six miles. Like I worked out. Like I feel fine everywhere else except for that one thing where it's like I wake up and I just feel so groggy. And mm. there's times where I just have to just pass out for a couple hours. Have you been eating normally? Yeah, I've been eating the normal, you know, diet that I usually have, which is pretty lean and clean and fighting machine. But there's nothing that's like out of the ordinary when I'm eating. I'm eating as much as I, you know, can right now. Mm. Wow. Like the appetite's there. My smell is there. My taste is there. Just the only thing is that dang exhaustion that just all of a sudden I just get real tired real fast. It's just so fascinating to me. Like I... I don't know, just how life can just turn like that, you know, how we like I have all these events on my calendar that, you know, were supposed to have happened by now and everything is done and you're reevaluating everything, you know, like um, I'm going to go look at cars tomorrow. And so like we had to make an appointment and I'm like, can we and I had I was emailing with the car dealership guy and I was like, so can we meet outside? Like, I don't want to spend too much time inside the dealership. Like, can we be, and can we meet earlier in the day so it's not as hot since we'll be looking at Mm -hmm. cars and stuff? And it's like, that would have never crossed my brain, you know, like six months ago. Oh, yeah. But here we are. Um, Well, hopefully everything will be fine. Let us know how the test results come out. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I will. I will. Because I got to get two before I even step close to coming back over there. God. Thing. Well, um, we miss you. Yeah, a lot, <laughs> miss y'all. a lot. Yeah. Not that I don't love Miguel, I do, but no. it's just like there's this little positive spot in the corner that's not positively filled. Well, because when Holly and I are just in here, you know, we can <laughs> we can tend to pile on and be negative with each other, and we're like, oh, no. you know what? F this person. Yeah. No. Person. Well, you want to know who I really want to F? That person. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that person. Wait. And remember that person that said a negative thing about us five years ago? Fuck them, too. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no, there's like nobody to break it up. And then when Scott's normally here, Scott's like, so let's take a moment. And Scott's let's like, just- hey, guys. 
Here's Let's something positive. Some, some really great news today. Look at these donkeys he yeah. hide. I'm like, that is pretty great. <laughs> I'm like, okay, he brought the positivity here. Yeah. All right, well, let's go ahead and wrap this Friday show up. Uh, Scott, what's all of your social media information? Everything is under my name of at Scott Tavlin, S-C-O-T-T-T-A-V-L-I-N. Holly. Radio Holly on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. And Holly on Hot 101.5 on Facebook. Mine is Miguel Fuller, M-I-G-U-E-L-F-U-L-L-E-R. You can find me. I'm the newest TikTok star. My oh. videos have been starting to take off a little bit. Oh, hey. I'm super excited. Uh, but usually <laughs> it's only when Abe, my boyfriend, is in it. And they're like, oh, my God, Abe's so funny. And I'm like, he is funny. Bitch, I'm the one dancing. What about what I did? I'm over here doing hooba jooba hey. and nobody's looking at me and they, they laughing at his face. But you need a straight man. That's true. And he is that. Yeah. Uh, Miguel Fuller. <laughs> He's a gay straight man. He's a gay straight man. On everything. <laughs> also, if you want some Miguel and Holly stickers, remember, I've got a crap ton. You can always shoot me an email. Miguel at Hot1015TampaBay.com. Just make sure to leave your uh, full name and your address. And make sure to leave us a review, please. And we'll read it on the air. We'll see you next week. Catch up up with the previous episodes of the Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast from Hot 101.5. Just hit up the Hot 101.5 app, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Search Miguel and Holly Uncensored. Uncensored.